Let us begin another day. We're blessed. Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh Adar. Another day of Rosh Chodesh Adar. Mishanichnas Adar Marvin Basimcha. It's a time where we could strengthen ourselves. Thank you very much. It's a time to strengthen ourselves in Avodos Hashem, in our service to Hashem, in our service to the Jewish people, in our service to ourselves, which is all one and the same. And it all begins with our thoughts, it begins with our positivity, it begins with trying to change, that's what it begins with, trying to make yourself better, and sometimes making yourself better is something, sometimes accepting yourself, that's sometimes also making yourself better, and the reason we start off with purity of speech, thank you so much, the reason we start off with purity of speech, you just put in, put in milk and, uh, and sugar. And the reason we start off with purity of speech is because we want to start off we want to start off with the Manboichai, Manboichai with life. And every day we have to strengthen ourselves every day of what is my purpose in life, what's my purpose today, which is really my life. My life is right now, it's happening right now. And one of the biggest Yitzhaharas that a person can have is is tomorrow and tomorrow and, and I'm going to change my thoughts and I'm going to change my ways tomorrow. But when we change ourselves one day at a time, as it says, at the end there's a, there's a min, minhag or an inyan after a person says halal, that it says, Va'avraham zakin ba bayamim, Va'ashem beirachas avraham bakol. It's a, I think it says it's a skulal arichas yamim. Right, it's an interesting thing that it brings Arichas Yamim to say of Avraham Zakin Baba Yamim at the end of Rosh Chodesh, at the end of Halal Davening. Maybe we could say the Pshad is, is because Rosh Chodesh is a time where a person has the ability to renew himself. It's a time of a reminder of the Jewish people that we, specifically us, that we are constantly renewing ourselves, right? We have this month which teaches us this. We have this month that teaches us that. We have this yomtiv that corresponds to this. We have this yomtiv that corresponds to this. We have Shabbos. We're constantly renewing ourselves because we are the choicest of, of people. We are, we are the ultimate. Hashem, Bishvil HaToyrah, Bishvil Yisrael. When Hashem created the world, He thought of the Jewish people. To create the Jewish people for that purpose. And the purpose of, of a person is to constantly renew himself. And every day to wake up. The Avraham Zakain, Avraham was old. Ba Bayamim. What did he do? He lived every day. Ba Bayamim. Arichas Yamim is the shot that every day, every day a person makes the best out of his day. Every morning a person can wake up. Every day a person can start fresh. And, and the biggest Yetzirah I think that people have, that all of us have, is the lack of starting fresh and one's connection to his past and a person's connection to his negative things that's happened in his life or mistakes that he's done or mistakes that he's in the middle of doing, that he's in the midst of. And the greatest thing for a person to try and do is to really see the good and to try and remember that everything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is, is for our best. Every situation that we're in is, is, is the best thing for us 
And to start off our day, purity of speech, to talk about, we don't want this, this day to be a day where we're looking at any person or any situation. Yesterday was a rainy day. Okay. Did you get through yesterday? Did you, did you bring the weather within yourself? This morning could be a sunny day outside, but you could have a rainy day inside. Right? Everyone has to. Sometimes it's the biggest bracha to have a rainy day on the outside because it forces you to have a, 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 sunny, a sunshine day on the inside. But the key is not the outside. Sometimes when things are going well, you, you forget to strengthen yourself. But Rosh Chodesh and our Avodah is to try and renew ourselves as, as best as we can. And the best way to do that is with the Chavetz Chaim because the reason we're in Gullus and the reason we have the challenges that we have is because of our Ben Adam L'Chavero, is because of, of our lack of respect and our lack of sensitivity to another Jew. So to that we begin with Shmir Salashin, we begin with the Chavetz Chaim, and through us learning the Chavetz Chaim, it'll help us be a better person, help us be a better father, a better husband, help us be a better son, help us be a better Jew. Um, the halacha today that we're going to learn is a very, it's one of my favorite parts in, in uh, Chavetz Chaim. And he says, who are you not allowed to believe Lashon Hara from? We're up to page 282, day 106. Listen to this. You're not allowed to believe Lashon Hara from your parents. If a parent speaks Lashon Hara, you may not believe him or her. You can't believe your mother or your father. One more time. Yeah, well, that's the Chiddush. The Chiddush is if your father tells you something, it's your father. There's a, there's a Chiyav of Kibbut of Ahim. So it's saying, like, you don't, right, that's what he's saying. Even though it's your... Good question, Gabriel. Furthermore, listen to this, Gabriel, not only that, listen to this. Furthermore, you must stop the parent from continuing to speak Lashon Hara. So if your parent is speaking Lashon Hara, you must stop them. Now, obviously, and of course, what? Right. That what? Exactly. So of course, this must be done with respect. What can you say? You can say softly, Mother, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this, or let's not talk about other people, or one of the things that we've spoken about over here, especially... Right, that it's going to be bein asmanim. That everyone can say when they go home, they could say, "Oh, uh, dad and mom, mommy and tati, whatever you call them." You say, "God, everyone, look! I brought home a book called Purity of Speech, and if we could learn this every day together, either at the lunch, at lunch, or at supper, or on Shabbos, specifically on Shabbos, where people." sit around together and you say, this is the minhag that I learned this year in yeshiva. If there's one thing that everyone learned in yeshiva this year, it's I'm satisfied and I would even propose that you can f- for sure be satisfied if you leave this uh, Pesach, going home for Pesach, if you could say there's one thing I learned, one thing I learned in yeshiva, and that is to be makbid on speaking or not speaking Lashon Hara. So if a person can bring this, that's a good aid also to his family and start learning this at the dinner table, start learning this, that, that way it'll avoid any confrontation. You don't have to have any confrontation. You sit there and you learn, 
to Hilchus Lashon Hara, it, 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 number one, it brings an awareness. Number two, it's a segula for a person to not speak Lashon Hara. Okay. The Chavetz Chaim writes very strictly concerning this matter. He says, if a person is quiet when his parents speak Lashon Hara, then he and his parents will be, will, will, there will be consequences. That's what he says. There are kind of, meaning you can't just excuse yourself by saying, okay, that's it, my parents, my family speaking Lashnara. It's not an excuse, the Chavetz Chaim writes. Okay, that's number one. Number two, even if a trustworthy. Yes? When, he says, when the Chavetz Chaim says, you and your parents, does that, does that mean even if you don't believe it? I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear. It's a good point. I hear. I don't know. We have to look it up. It's a good point. I hear. Right, right. So he says. Right, right. So that's what he says. You have to definitely do it in a respectful manner and the suggestion I gave was say look look I came back from yeshiva uh, you know if uh, again what Moshe is asking a good question what, what Gavriel said my advice to everybody is if you know that your family speaks Lashon Haru everyone knows that if you know you're going home for Pesach and your family sits around and talks to other people my suggestion is either don't go home or number two that, that might not be practical Number two is, is that, tell them, look, I got a new Sefer. Uh, this is what we learned in Yeshiva. Do you mind if we learn this? And I think everybody would be okay with that. But yes, correct. You don't want to start getting in fights with your family members and your parents. You know, that, that's counterproductive, right? You know, start, start, uh, yeah, yeah, correct. Exactly, right. I, I think it's the best, I think it's the best to, uh, so right, right. I think it's the best to, to really just get purity of speech and start started at home. Yeah, Ben, you had something? Okay, good. Number three. Okay, so number one is, even from your parents, you can't believe Lashon Hara. Number two, even a trustworthy person who tells you Lashon Hara, you're not allowed to believe him. Unbelievable. Number three, if a child tells you Lashon Hara, you may not believe it. Your brother, Achayim, tells you what? Why is it different? Right, I guess because it's, uh, well, let's see, let's see what he says. Yeah, I don't know, that's what the Chavetz Chaim is saying. He's, I guess, saying, like, it's your brother, it's your father, it's your family. Yeah, okay, right. Huh? Oh, so, that, again, you don't want to call anybody out on anything. It depends how, what your relationship is, you know. You don't want to be the, the Lashon Hara policeman. No one likes the, oh, that's Lashon Hara. You know, we have it at, in my, in my house, Baruch Hashem. We talk, we, we try and do this as much as we can, meals, and Baruch Hashem, my children and my family knows we're, we're, we're anti-Lashon Hara's, but, but, but uh, what happens is sometimes when a child, or will say something, like, oh, that's Lashon Hara, that's Lashon Hara, that's Lashon Hara, it becomes a thing. So it depends if it's a real good question of Lashon Hara. But usually I say, okay, let's calm down, relax, start, stop fighting about whether it's Lashnara. You know, sometimes it's a good point. It's like, wow, that's Lashnara. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? That's a good point. You know, but you have to be careful. You don't want to make a, you know. Are those, uh, like, if a Rebbe accidentally slips up? Of course. 
Respectfully, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. 100%. Yes. Okay, he says... Is it possible? Right. Is it possible that that could be right? Again, you, all, you also have to know your relationship with your parents. You have to know your relationship with the people, what you could say, what? Right, right, exactly. Correct. So you have to be careful. That's what I'm saying. You have to know how to, how to do it. You know, you also have to know what you're getting into. If one of your parents, if you know your parents, again, if you know, everyone knows. You know if you're going to, you know if your mother is going to sit there and talk in Lashonara. You know if your father is going to sit there and tell you Lashonara. You know if your brother is going to. So you got to take steps before you get in the ring. I get steps before you're there. Once you're there, there's only so much you could do. There's only so much a person could do. It's much harder. You can't tell someone. If your mother is someone who loves talking Lashonara, if your father is someone who loves talking Lashonara, you're not going to solve his problems in one uh, second and say, okay, phone conversation, or when you're with him, you know, you're going to start battling him with, with speaking or her with not speaking Lashonara yet. You have to know, I'm not going to believe what she says, not going to believe what he says. Right? A lot of it is about not believing, just being quiet. Right? That's what you were saying. Just being quiet and not believing it. Yeah. I would ask them. I would ask them. If it's a hush of a person, so then they would they would appreciate the question. Right? What? I mean, you could respectfully say, I, I mean, I don't know, I can't imagine why a, a Rebbe or why someone would talk to you and tell you something about somebody else for no reason about a person. Unless it's a little to Ellis to say that, I mean, I, you know, but then that would be a conversation, right? That would be a conversation. Okay, good. I, I mean, like, like a real saying, the truth is, it's much easier to have any conversation with anybody about anything if it's done respectfully and it's done in a nice way. You have to figure out exactly how you want to, how you want to approach it and, you know, how, you know if, if you do it in a nice, respectful way, then you see how the person Reacts, yes, Shlaim. Uh, how do you know when your parents or parents or siblings are venting to you, letting it out to you, or starting to Great question. That, okay, that is a great question that Shlaim is asking. Let's say you have a situation at home. That's very good. Let's say, very good question. Let's say you have a situation at home where you have a problem at home or a problem with your parents or a problem with something, and you want to discuss it with your siblings, or your sibling is discussing it with you. So, um, I think that I think that um, if if it's something that th- th- this is what I try and do, this is how I sort of judge it. If you're a person who's working on not speaking lashon hara, and you're a person who's working on being positive, you're a person who learns hilchos lashon hara. And you know that there's a problem that your family has. And when your sibling talks to you, you know that it's helpful to be machazik the situation. And you're helping your parents or you're helping your sibling. Or you're doing it because it's hard for you and you need to speak to somebody who understands. And you're not just sitting around rolling eyes and saying sharp lines just to say things. I think that the context of the conversation can help also. It's not just, oh, mommies are this, daddies are this, oh, oh, the home is blah, blah, blah. Say, you know what, 
brother or sister or whatever it is, or the person saying to you, you know, it's so hard for me. I know it bothers me so much when mommy does this. It bothers me so much when daddy does that. You know, I have such a hard time sometimes being at home because of this and that. Like, what's your advice? I know our family has this craziness, blah, blah, blah. blah. Again, if, the, if it's said in a respectful, nice, and you're really opening up, I think that that's okay, right? You're not sitting around, you know, bashing. You're, you're having a, I think you, I, I think a person usually could tell. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think there's a maturity that comes with this. Yes. General, Great question, Shlaimi. I think in general, the guy's answering him is where to define a person can, you know, say to himself, am I just talking or I'm trying to solve the situation? Mm-hmm. He can say to himself, I'm talking with my sibling about my father, how can we correct the situation right. that's going on? Right. Then you know oh, but sometimes... No, that, that, that's true, but sometimes, sometimes you can't solve the situation. Actually, let me say better. Uh, you usually can't solve the situation. Usually you can't solve. You're not fixing your parents. You're not fixing your family. That's not your job. But if, but if I need to... Right, right. But to vent, because it's on your heart. Right? Daiga belavish yasichena. Right? Just that is also, the Chavetz Chaim says, is a mitzvah. You're allowed to. So that's what Shlaimi is saying. But you're right. That is a good point. Obviously, if you could solve something, then we know that that's good. But here it's a situation where you can't solve it. So you're still allowed to. You're still allowed to in that context. Okay, Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should all be zocha that today and every day and the entire month of Mishanichnas Adar Marm Basimcha, as we know, happiness does not come from speaking negative about other people. Happiness does not come when a person is focused on everybody else. Happiness comes when you're focused on yourself and you're focused on here, right now. Pe, po. Your mouth staying right here. Don't, not worrying about what's going on outside of you elsewhere. But you're, you're focused on yourself you're focused on what you have to take care of. When a person does that, that's where happiness comes from. Yes, Shalom Zalman. Yeah. Basically, you know, basically, right, beautiful. Right, beautiful. Well said, well said. Right, Shlomo Zalman is saying a very good point. He's saying that the whole, we're trying to learn to be more positive. We want to look at things and see the good in everything. So you're, you're not going to battle negativity with negativity. You're not going to battle someone who's speaking Lashon Hara by being negative. Very good point. Yes, Shimon. Um, Rabbi told me because the other day I had something that happened to me and like some person acting a certain way and I was like very upset about it and he basically told me if any situation like that where you're, you're going to go ahead and you want to talk bad about this person or you can't understand why he's talking bad about other people um, basically he said you can turn that into a tefillah instead of being like oh like, like you know yeah. beautiful yeah. No, no, say it, yeah. Yeah, that's it right? instead of saying oh that person is so this and that right he's a you could say what I, I wish that that person you could say what I wish that that person you daven for him. Beautiful. Well said, Shimon. Beautiful. Well said. Beautiful. Beautiful. Rabbi C. What did you say? Yeah, no, I was just uh, echoing 
Right, Yitamu Chatoim. Right, to do tshuva. To do tshuva, beautiful. All right, see, he's quoting Gemara's in the first parak, you know what I mean? He's in the, right, 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 okay. Okay, Hashem should help all of us, each and every one of us, today, every day, all the Jewish people. Let us continue to focus on the positive. Let's continue to focus on the change that we can make within ourselves every day. And it has to be every day. Every day. A person has to strengthen himself every day because that's the way Hashem made it. Hashem made it that you fall asleep and you go to sleep and you start again a fresh day. He didn't make it that you have a week. right? Hashem could have made it that you're up for like five days and you sleep for two days straight. Could have been like that. Why did Hashem make it like that? Because the pshat is, is that Hashem made it that your day is over. There's a very positive thing that your day is over. You go to sleep. You wake up. You start a new day. Hashem made it that on purpose. Because it gives us all an opportunity to renew ourselves, to strengthen ourselves, and to focus on what it is that we want to focus. Hashem should help us and all the Jewish people that today and every day will be a day free of listening to Lashon Hara, believing Lashon Hara, speaking Lashon Hara, and seeing the good only in others and ourselves and all the Jewish people. Okay, we continue in Mesil Sisharim in the Hakdam in the introduction, something that the Ramchal, um, Baruch Hashem, that we have the Ramchal, we have the Sefer Mesil Sisharim, which teaches us and reminds us how to live our lives and, 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 and what life is about. And what the Mesil Sisharim says so clearly, which is where we're up to, is he says, where is it going to come from? Where are we going to achieve the important things in life that we want to achieve if we don't spend time working on those things. You don't have to work on being hungry. You don't have to work on being tired. You don't have to work on wanting pleasures. But you have to work on other things. And that's what he says. He says, for example, he says, giving, being ahava. Ahava is Malashan hav. Loving someone. Ahava. How am I going to be somebody? We live in a world where love has become a feeling. Love is all about a feeling. Love is all about what somebody can do for me. The reason people fall in love is because they say, what could this person do for me? That's called love as a, uh, which is not a hava. That's love. Love is a, what could that person do for me? Do my parents love me? How much have they done for me? Does this person love me? How much does this person do for me? Yes? Um, isn't uh, them giving to you and you giving back to them an expression of love? Like, exactly. Don't expect. Don't well, one, second, one second, one second. Moshe, no. It's an expression of love, from, but from who to who? It's Your expression of love. Ways. It's got to work both ways. Both ways. Right. But, but one second. The love, the love, the expression of love from a parent to a child is because the parent is giving to the child. The expression of love from a child to a parent is because I'm giving to my parents. A person who doesn't love his parents is somebody who's not giving to them. A parent who doesn't love a child, which is usually harder to, to find, but when does a child feel that a parent is not loving them? When they're not giving me what I need. 
So they're not giving in the right direction. They're not giving properly. So love is the opposite of taking. Ahava, love, love, the definition of love in our society means what could I get from you? What makes me feel good? How could you give to me? That's what love is. Oh, I love this guy. Why do you love this friend? The reason you love this friend is because this friend doesn't argue with me. This friend agrees with me. This friend makes me feel a certain way. But having a friend, having a relationship, being somebody who gives is really the way a person loves. That is called love. That's why people have trouble staying in relationships nowadays because if it's all about taking, then if you're not giving me what I need, then I'm out. I'm going to go find somebody else who's going to give me what I need. But when we define love in terms of what truly love is, which is a hava, which means hav. Hav means to give. If my whole focus on life is to give, then I could be the greatest lover in the world. Why? Because what am I doing? I'm giving to everybody. I'm giving to my wife. I'm giving to my children. I'm giving to my parents. If you're a child who wants to give to your parents, right? How do you do? You give. You call your parents. You give them nachas. You give them uh, whatever it is that they need from you. That's how you love your parents. How do you love your spouse? You give to your spouse. You give to her. How do you love your children? You give. That's why parents love their children more than children love their parents. Because a a parent gives more to the child than the child gives to, to the parents. So that's where love is. So what the Ramchal is saying is that how would I know that? How am I going to do that if I don't work on that? To go ahead and to say I want to be a person who just receives and receives and receives. Does anybody have to work on receiving? No. Someone goes ahead and gives you $100. Someone gives you $500. Someone goes and does something for you. What did you do? You didn't have to do anything. You just sit there. You just take it. There are people who don't like receiving. Good, 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 good. You're getting into a... You're getting into a, a People-pleasing have a hard time. I remember once uh, Rebbe was telling me, give me a compliment, and I was like, pushing Rebbe away. And Rebbe's like, just sit there and take it. So it right. is Correct. So let me, let, me, let me clarify. That's not the context that we're talking about right now. Yes. Yes. There is an a emotional problem that sometimes people have, myself included, where it's difficult to accept that which is given to them. But you don't have to do anything for somebody to give something to you. All you got to do is just sit there. I mean, you could put out your hands, but you don't have to do anything. It might be difficult emotionally to receive, but that's not what love is. Obviously, I love you. If I went ahead and I gave you $1,000, you would, you would love me more. If I gave you, you start loving me more. But I would love you more than you would love me. When someone gives to somebody, that creates more love than when someone receives it. That's the, so that's a, uh, that's, that's what Ahava is. How are you going to do that? How are you going to know that if you don't spend time understanding that? Again, what the Masilsi Sharm is saying is to be a receiver of love, to be someone who just takes something, you don't have to do anything for that. But to be somebody who's a giver, that takes hard work. That takes hard work. Okay, that's number one. Question, comments on that? Okay. Some, 
Yes, the sano. Now what? There you go. Good. Great question. They're called turn around and read the, the how much money we're collecting. How much? Why did I do six thirteen? Why not six hundred? Because there's six hundred and thirteen ways to give to Hashem. Six hundred and thirteen ways. Hashem created this uh, funny world. Right? It's a pretty interesting world in my humble opinion. But what he did was, he, he, when you were born, you were born with a, with a, with a manual of how to, how, to, how to work this world. And what's that manual? The Torah. What does the Torah tell you? What to do. How to give to Hashem. What Hashem, is it hard to receive from Hashem? No. You've been receiving from Hashem, we've all been receiving from Hashem from... Uh, from uh, day one, before day one. Correct. In in in, in all and in, in Ghana, wherever you were before, there were bef- you, you we we we've been around a, a long time, and we'll we'll be around, Mr. Hashem, for a long time. So Hashem doesn't have problems giving us, right? We have problems giving to Hashem. Now some say, okay, Hashem doesn't need anything. Okay, you learn Derech Hashem. That will answer that question too. But, right? Does that answer? Very good. And by the way, Nisano, very good point. Most of the people, myself included, most people who struggle with their relationship with Hashem has nothing to do with what Hashem gives them. Number one, it's a lack of appreciation of what Hashem gives them. And number two, it's what am I giving Hashem? In any relationship, guaranteed. Guaranteed. If anybody would, would want to challenge me, it might be hard because it would definitely get personal. But any relationship that you struggle with, you're lacking, the reason you struggle with it is because you're focused on taking, you're not focused on giving. Any relationship that you have a problem with is because you're focused on taking and you're not focused on giving. The second you would switch the channel to giving, you would change the relationship and you would change the problem. And part of the reason that is is because it's all now in your hands. It's all in your hands to make and change that relationship. Okay, that's number. We I mean, we could talk about this love and ahava for uh, for days because it's very powerful. Okay, next for life, exactly. Yeah. Question, comments. Question, comments. Okay, number two. And we're going to go through more and more. So number, so, so again, what is this based on? What is based on saying like this? If I'm going to wait until, if I'm going to wait until everyone is giving me, and I'm going to wait till Hashem is only giving me, and I'm going to live my life like that, which is easy, which is easy because I don't have to do anything. I'm just waiting for everyone to take care of me. I'm waiting for everyone to make my life better. Okay, so you don't have to do anything. Big deal. Shkoyach. That's like eating and drinking. You're hungry, you need it, blah, blah, blah. So how are you going to achieve being a lover? How are you going to achieve love if you're not going to spend the time developing yourself to be a lover? So that's what the Ramchal is saying. Number two. Yes, Ben. Um, you said that by giving, you create love. Right, so it depends if you're expecting to get back. If you're expecting to get back, so then you're not really giving to give, you're really taking. 
that's the same with your kid. It's an expression of love to give. So if he doesn't give back, you can't know that he loves you. That what? You can't know that he loves you, and, and he's not expressing his love. So like, that can cause what? If, if what? If I'm giving to someone and right. they're not giving back, then... What do they have to give back? What do they have to give back for? I gave. I gave. Could you love... Dan, could you love... Okay, one second, one second, one second. Could you love somebody who's, who's dead? Yeah. What are they giving back to you? Memories. Okay, memories. That's feeling them. Thing. Well, you can give to them. You give tzedakah to them. You, you daven for them. You go ahead, so you give. You don't get, yeah, that's why mes mitzvah is the greatest, is the greatest chesed. Right, exactly. Your baby, your baby, your baby. The problem is, that's where people have problem parenting because they're expecting their children to give them, I, what do I want for my children? Give me nachas. I'm giving you whatever I'm giving you. What I want back from you is to behave the way I want you to behave and to give me nachas. And if you don't, Yes. The, the biggest growth is when you could buy or gift to your wife and you're annoyed at her, you buy her a milkshake when she when you're right. Right. And Correct. She's wrong. Correct. If you have a friend that you you don't like, Correct. buying something, that's Correct. when you break everything up and that's when you right. gain so much back from that person. Correct. But just to tell your opinion. No, she has her opinion, you have your opinion. Correct. If you want to change someone, Correct. change it by giving with nothing. Correct. Beautiful. Well said. Well said, Rabbi Tzi. And I want to say something what Rabbi Tzi is saying. Sometimes people don't want to give to somebody because they're upset at them. Right? They don't want to give like Rabbi Tzi is saying. You're upset at someone. I'm upset at my father. I'm upset at my mother. I don't want to call them. What they, what they don't realize, what they don't realize is, is that... The, 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 the love that they're pulling away, the love that they're taking away, is they're not taking away the love from the parent. They're not taking away the love from the person. What they're doing is they're taking away the love from themselves. Forgive them for you, not Correct, them. exactly. Again, you're taking away the love from yourself. Because when a person loves somebody who... It's difficult to love. What that does is, is it brings in your life more love. When you do something for someone and you are a giver to other people, it makes you an essence of a lover, of somebody who has love. When somebody pulls back the love from somebody out of hate, out of pain, whatever it might be, they themselves will suffer more and the other person who's not receiving their love. They are the ones who are challenged more. That's one of the reasons they say that the Shekhinah's in Gullahs, because Hashem can't give us what He wants to give us. Hashem is in more pain than we're in pain, because Hashem wants to give us, and Hashem has pain. Mir Hashem, you'll see as a parent, one of the hardest things as a parent to do is when your child doesn't, Right? You make up with your child. If you do X, Y, and Z, then you'll get this. And you want to give your child whatever it is that you want to give them. But you can't give it to them because they didn't earn it. So it pains you that you can't give whatever it is that you want to give to your child. That's what love is. Oh, we can, Mamish, uh, this is a big yesod, especially, I think, in our, in our generation, I think in our 
society and in general is, is that we're so, based, we're so based on what everybody could do for me. When a person is very needy, so then he doesn't even appreciate what people do for him. So you don't even acknowledge how much you have, and then you're living in the world of, what could everybody do for me? Okay, Hashem should help each and every one of us. Other question, comments? I think we're going to stop over here. Question, comments? Ben, you had something? Hashem should help each and every one of us. What? Yes, correct. Correct. Hashem, yes. Yes, loud, Shalom Zalman, so we can hear you. Two comments. One of them, I think, is a quote that went around. Uh, you don't give to someone love, you love someone Oh, that's a, that was a good one, yes. You don't give, yes. That's from Rabbi Tversky, I think. Say that again. You heard this? Listen to this. You don't give to someone who you love, you love someone who you give to. Rabbi Tversky, I think. Very good. And uh, the second thing about what you were saying...
don't. I mean, that, that's measuring your, your ability to give. All right. You're trying to give for what the kid needs, but the expectation of the response to it is like you shouldn't stop giving someone because he can respond. Right, correct. The best you should change the way you're giving in order to. Right, exactly, correct. So, right, I saw, that's what I want to say. I, I agree with what you were saying. I just think it's important because sometimes, right, sometimes we. we we just say give, and I gave, and uh, they don't—they didn't appreciate it, right? You have to be very—you um, have to be very careful and understand how it is that you're giving and what you're giving. Which is, by the way, a great madrega halavai to be. The goal is to be on the level that you are focused on giving. That's what you want to be doing. You want to be focused on being a giver, a more um, a, a more. Um, not sophisticated, but a deeper level of giving is when a person is tuned in and understands the person that you're giving to, what it is that they need, and then you deliver what it is that they need. Hashem should help each and every one of us. As the Ramchal says, one of the hardest things is that we forget why we're here in this world. We forget what our purpose is. The first thing that he says is Yira which is a person recognizing why he's on this world, that there's a Hashem, that he has a purpose. The second thing is that once I realize what my purpose is, the second level is a Hava, which a person can then say, okay, now I want to contribute. Now I want to live in this world. Now I want to be someone who's from, and the Michtam says very clearly, you're in one of two categories. You're either a taker or you're a giver. There's no gray area. And it works like that in every department and every role that you are in. You're either a giver or you're a taker. And that's a very, very, very important thing for a person to look at in his life, in all of his different roles and all of the different areas in his life. Where am I in this area? Am I giving or am I taking? And obviously the ultimate person is a person who's always Olam chesed yibana ma'u to be like Hashem. Hashem is the ultimate giver and giver and giver who's never taking anything back. He's always giving and giving. And the more a person learns to be like that, the more happy a person becomes, the more confident a person becomes, the more successful a person becomes. Everything. Everything comes from the world of what can I do for you as opposed to what could you do for me. So Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should all be zocha to not think about our past, to smash our rearview mirrors, to start again however many times that we have to start, whatever things we have to do to strengthen ourselves, to strengthen our thoughts, to strengthen our day, to strengthen ourselves. And through that will be Zoha, each and every one of us, because today is the only day that we have. As we say, the Avraham Zakein, as we started off the shir, the Avraham Zakein Ba Bayamim, it's the day's... It's every day. Arichas Yamim means is that my life is filled with days. When a person is going to look back and say, what did I do this year? What you did this year is you had a bunch of days. And the Yetzahara can steal from you one thing. You'll never listen when the Yetzahara tells you, I'm taking away a full week. I'm going to have you waste a full week. I'm going to have you waste a full year. You would never buy into it. But you want to waste a day over here, a day over there, I'll waste an hour over here, a five hours over here, a few days over here. That, the Yetzirah, is very easy to accomplish. So our battling that 
is to strengthen every day, especially Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh is a tremendous time of renewal. Shem should help us all smash our rearview mirrors and help us move forward, help us live today, because today is the first day of the rest of your life. Have a wonderful day, everybody.